Welcome to Season 7 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our ministry's simple goal is to help women read their Bibles. We want to be women who know and believe God's Word and share what God's Word is teaching us with others. This season, Go Tell It, we'll be focusing on that last part, sharing with others. We'll ask each guest how God has called her to share the good news of the gospel in her life. We'll hear from women in a variety of seasons, stages, and missions. We invite you to listen in and ask God how you can be sharing the good news too. This season on the blog, we have been looking at various women from the Bible who remained nameless. Though nameless to us, we know they were seen by God and their stories matter. Take a moment to be encouraged by their stories on the blog today. Welcome back to the Dayton Women of the Word podcast. We are in the midst of season seven, which is all about um, what sharing the gospel looks like in um, your season of life. Um, I'm your one of your co-hosts, Bethany, and today I am in the studio with my friend, Floor. So Floor, why don't you tell um, our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, first of all, good morning, Bethany. <laughs> I'm so glad that I can be here. Uh, my name is Flor Idalia Yuhas. I was born in a very tiny town in Panama, Republic of Panama. I've been happily married for 27 years. I have two sons and a daughter-in-law and two precious grandbabies. Um, I got to meet Flor last year for the Hosea summer study, and it was so fun to be in a group with her. So um, it's really fun to have her back in the studio today. Thank you. Um, So why don't you describe a little bit um, what your current season of life looks like and, you know, what your God-given roles are and how you got to Dayton from Panama, a little tiny town in Panama. Well, um, currently in this season, since I moved here uh, a year and a half ago to Dayton, I have noticed that I have entered into a time of deeper trust in the Lord. In spite that our family is going through different difficult circumstances, um, and in other times I will be going out of my mind and very stressed out and scared and crying, this time the Lord has taken me to deeper relationship with Him, and I have entered into some rest, rest in Him. Um, it's a miracle that I'm here. Uh, I always wanted to talk to women, and I do talk to women, you know, one-on-one. So I think it's special that the Lord has brought me here, and I'm here with you, uh, sharing a little bit about, you know, my life. Um, My God-given roles, first of all, I am a daughter, his daughter. And you know why? Because... I didn't have a physical father. He didn't want nothing to do with me. Um, so therefore, I didn't know how to relate to a heavenly father who I couldn't see because my, you know, my earthly father couldn't give me or he didn't know how to give me something that we little girls want from daddy. So I learned how to be a daughter 
to my Heavenly Father. And that has been a most wonderful and rewarding experience. It has brought so, so much healing in my life. So first and foremost, I am a daughter to my God. Then I am an encourager. I just, it just come out of me. He just put it in me just to encourage people, to encourage women, to encourage little, little children, three and four years old, um, the elderly, uh, any person that I come in contact with, God always has encouraging word for them. It's difficult to live today mm -hmm. uh, in this world with so much pain. And he just has a word of encouragement for everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm an exhorter. Too, when the exhort exhortation comes, mm -hmm. especially to my own sons, it comes a little bit, maybe a little bit, um, where it doesn't sound too delightful sometimes. <laughs> but it's the word of God. Yeah. It's the word of God. It's not mine, so they can contend with the word. <laughs> it's God's word, not me. Yes. Yes. Um, so, what does the gospel mean to you in your own words? Okay, in my own word, wow, the gospel means what he had done for me. He not only the the gospel is not is is a power, the power of God, not only to save us, but to transform us, to change us, to heal us, to uh, transform our hearts, where it's not the same. It will never be the same again. It just to to give life to us where we were dead. We were dead, not only in our trespasses, but we were dead. We didn't have no feelings. We I was fake. I was smiling, but inside I was just crying. So he had brought life and rivers of living water to all those desert areas that I had. That's awesome. Yes. Now, how did you come to believe the gospel for yourself? For myself, well, we were in Korea. My husband and I were in Korea, very far away, yeah. and away from our culture and everything I knew. So from Panama to Korea was a big, big giant mm -hmm. step. But God knew what he was doing. <laughs> he took me far away so he can save me. Maybe I can hear uh, him. Um, I was one morning I woke up, and um, all of a sudden I was so afraid. I got real scared said, oh my God, if I die tomorrow, where am I going to go? What's it going to happen with me? And I know now that it was a godly fear because the enemy is not going to put that kind of fear on you. No, no. <laughs> the last thing he wants you to do is that you will be afraid to where you're going to go when you die. Um, so I woke up and I was thinking about that. At that time, my husband and I, we both came from different religious backgrounds. Um, and we were not in agreement, so we stopped going to church altogether. And um, so I said, I'm going to find the truth. I didn't know what truth I was looking for, but I saw in one of the buildings that we were living in, they had a bulletin board, and in there says, Bible studies in English and Spanish. <laughs> wow. Like, I said, hey, oh, look, I'm going me. to that. <laughs> yes. So I went to that little. Uh, in Korea. In Korea, in a little chapel, you know, at the military base. And I began, I sat in the back seat. I said, I'm just going to sit over here. Do you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's how I began. It was the book of Jer uh, Nehemiah. And I just listened. And the next week I said, I want more. I wanted to go more. And then my baby, I brought my baby. He was only two years old, my first baby. And my husband said, I'm coming with you. So it was a miracle. God have always done multiple miracles like that. So my husband came along until today. Awesome. <laughs> yes. What do you remember from that first 
encounter with scripture going through Nehemiah. You know, I think that's not one that we necessarily immediately like think of when we think of, you know, your go-to scriptures. It's not the Romans road. So you do, do you remember anything from that study that really just stuck out to you as you came to know the Lord? Yes. Building that wall. I think he was very bold and he, he had oppositions. We all have, have been having several oppositions now as believers, but when we were beginning our walk, it was all kinds of stuff, De- uh, doubt, people telling you, you're crazy, you're going to go to that. They're going to turn you into this, you know, hallelujah woman, and they will tell me all kinds of stuff. But yet, yeah, uh, Nehemiah confronted many different things, but he always said, but God, mm. and I love that, but yeah. God. Yeah, we did... Um Nehemiah at our church this past year and just I remember just being so struck that's the first time I really spent like focused time in Nehemiah and just being so struck by his immediate um, response to all of the things that he dealt with in that book was to immediately go to the Lord in prayer and I was like wow how how many times is that my first my first inclination to do yeah um how is God, how would you say that God is leading you to share the gospel in this season of your life? And how might that um, compare to other seasons that you've walked through? Well, I'm going to go backward in the question, okay. but I began, <laughs> I believe I began with, I heard the word of God. I heard what the word was saying and, and we were being encouraged to go out there and tell, you know, go and make disciples. So I went, literally, we, I went with another friend door to door. <laughs> we knock on the door of people, you know, st- strangers, and we just went in and can we pray with you? And, and then we, I just, I will go directly. You know, are you safe and all? You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son just for you too. Not just for me, but for you. That whoever believes in him, whoever pays attention to his word, to his calling, you know, will not perish, will not die, but have eternal life. So I begin with the basic, you know, gospel. I was very zealous for that and uh, on fire, but I didn't know the way I know now, I have a relationship with God. It's not just a, a doctrine. It is really a relation that I have with him. I know his heart, how he cries for the people that are dying without him. So now I just go and listen to people. A lot of time I just listen to people. Mm-hmm. I'm a talker, so yeah. it has been a, a big struggle. And just listen to the story. And there are times I just start with a smile. And they smile back, and then, how are you? And then you'll see tears in their eyes right away, and they're just ready to just tell you the, their entire life. And I listen. Sometimes I listen for two hours, three hours, four hours. And after you have heard them, their heart is, I guess they unload all of that on you, but their heart is open to what you have to say. So I think it's one of the best ways that... It's more genuine. I asked the Lord, give me strategies for the times that we're living and how to share the gospel because many different people. I can't be with one person the same as you, but God knows. God knows what he has placed in you and, you know, and how to direct you and what to say and when to be quiet. So I thank him for that. I love um, kind of taking a step back and just looking at the way Jesus interacted with people and, you know, through the gospels, which I'm excited that, you know, we'll be, well, 
by the time this airs, we would have studied Mark already, but we're prepping to go into Mark this summer um, when we're recording. But just how he interacted with people, like there um, were a lot of times where his ministry wasn't about like standing up in front of crowds and preaching. Like certainly that happened, but I think of you know the woman taken in adultery, and he's just you know scribbling in the ground. You know who knows what he was doing down there? I don't. I'd love to know, but. He just like looks up and asks her, where are your accusers? And that, you know, that was his interaction with that woman and it changed the course of her life. Like, you know, we, we, I think it shows a lot, you know, of maturity and growth that, you know, certainly there are times for that zealous approach, but then so often we need to rein back on our own tendencies. I'm a talker too. So it's very easy for me, even when I'm having conversations to be pre-thinking, like, how am I going to respond to what they're saying instead of actually listening to what they're saying? To So to just, you know, take those interactions with people and really letting the spirit move, you know, how, how do I need to kind of put my tendencies aside to serve the person who's in front of me right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. What would you say um, that any barriers that you've encountered as you shared the gospel, whether it was, you know, how you first went about sharing the gospel or, you know, how it's changed over the years? One of the barriers to change, uh, to sharing that I have with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the barriers, one of the big ones is false religions. the Lord has given me a heart for people that I had never thought I would be talking to them. <laughs> um, he just empowered us to, if we just become available to him, and just to be a vessel. That's all we are, vessel. He does the work. He goes before us. He leads us to pray. He gives us the word. He gives us his full armor. He had given us his blood. The sword, you know, all the, the, the weapons of things that we need to just go. But false religions are very um, tough things to encounter, but love can destroy all of that, that stuff. It does. We have experience. We have had, I, I'm not going to say specifically the religion, but love had done amazing things with um, an individual that we were never taught we will be able to reach. And he said, I have met other Christian families, but I have never met really a Christian. I had the wrong idea about Christians, but now I know different. Praise the Lord. He didn't accept Jesus, but he's still a connection. In spite of that, he's gone to his country, to his country already. And the connection is still there. He knows that it's a love, and he knows that we are Christian, and that we not only profess Christianity, but we live it. Mm-hmm. And who knows, like, that the Lord using your initial relationship with this person to change his heart towards Christianity yes. and the other people that might now cross his path where that person is at. Like, they might now be open to hearing from somebody that they may never have wanted to hear from because of your faithfulness in that relationship. Yes. And how awesome it, is that? Yes, and he called me mom. Aww. They will not call mom just anybody. Yeah. So I keep on saying, Lord, I know that I'm his mm-hmm. spiritual mom, and I will continue to pray. 
Because when we don't see immediate result, we still can weep and cry for them. Mm -hmm. God hears that. Mm -hmm. Something's going to happen. I'm expecting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And we know that, you know, the Lord delights in people coming to know him. So we don't we don't know what the Lord has planned for that person's life. But we know that he gets excited when people come come to him. You are right. Absolutely right. Um, So what encouragement would you have um, for some of our sisters who are listening, um, who are trying to figure out how to get started in sharing the gospel? I just encourage them to, I will continue to encourage us to continue to be in the race. Just be available to God. You got what it takes. God has placed in you what you need to reach these people. He has put it in you. You already have it. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. The Lord says, I am your God. I will sustain you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I think that's powerful. Just go and do it. Smile. You know, only you have a unique way to to talk to people. You have a personality that God gave you. He's reshaping our personality. Thank God I'm not the way I used to be before. <laughs> I will go if I, if I can take the Bible and say, here, it says over here. You know, God has you in that particular place where you are. So you will influence that place. Then when you walk in there, you're carrying Jesus. That's all we need. You're carrying Jesus. You, care, you have his grace, his favor. Walk in there and you change the atmosphere. Don't let the atmosphere change you. And if you have been discouraged or thinking that you are done good enough, don't believe that. That's a lie. You are valuable just because who you are, not because of what you do or because of the titles that you have. None of that gives you value. You are already valuable in God's eyes. He created you. Let him continue to transform your heart. My heart is not perfect. He's transforming my heart as he is taking me to this places that I never thought I would be, but I'm just available. Just be an available vessel. You are. You're powerful. You have many gifts and talents, and you wear many hats. We women, God placed something in us. We are nurturers. Begin to nurture our husband first, then the children, and then all these other people that come into our heart. Just be a nurturer. Smile. Be kind. Invest your time in the people who are lost. Invest their time, your time in them. Jesus invests his time in you and me. He listens to you and me. You listen to people. So I encourage you, keep on going. Don't go back. Keep on going, no matter what. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. He's a liar. You fit. You're part of the kingdom. You are precious. You are wanted. You are necessary. I need you. Let's encourage one another. Run the race. Win it. Our ancestors made it, so do we. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wow. Yes. Gosh, I got my like mini sermon here today in the studio. This is great. Um, I think it's that that admonition in scripture to not grow weary in well doing. That's what kept coming to mind as you were sharing that that and I love that scripture is so faithful to acknowledge that it's not gonna be easy and there are gonna be days where you're weary. Um and I think that so often it can be so easy to get caught in that comparison game that, well, man, my 
my life doesn't look like, you know, my my sphere of influence doesn't look like, you know, floors. Like I don't necessarily have people right now that are naturally crossing my path that, you know, are entrenched in other religions like that. Like, am I doing something wrong? And I think that, you know, certainly it's it's good to reevaluate. Like, am I am I keeping myself like tucked away from these interactions, but also acknowledging that, you know, like you said, like the Lord has us in our spheres of influence and every every place that we exist is a mission field. Sometimes that is to people who don't know the Lord, but scripture is also clear about us making disciples. So, you know, a disciple to me speaks of somebody who has already taken that step of knowing the Lord, but needs to grow in that maturity. So I think of, you know, women who, you know, maybe are at home and they're, you know, raising little ones and they, you know, how easy would it be to look at themselves and say like, well, gosh, like I'm not doing anything, but those little ones don't know the Lord. That's a mission field. Absolutely. You know, me working for a Christian university, that's still a mission field because I'm hopefully, you know, as I think Titus tells us, you know, to teach the younger women and things like that. Like, so avoiding that, that misstep of comparing what your mission field looks like to somebody else. Like he just calls us to be faithful. Yes, absolutely. There's no condemnation of any kind. Our children are the number one. Our children and our our home, our spouses, that's the number one ministry. Um, That's the the first field, I think it is. I was a homeschool mom, so I had to do everything you can Mm -hmm. think of. Cut hair, cook, you know, (laughs) everything and teaching and but I spoke the word of God to them mm. all the time. And they saw my example, but they saw when whenever I broke down crying because mm. I was too stressed out, and then I would ask them for forgiveness, and I would tell them, you know, I'm just tired right now. I can't do this. Just be genuine. You know, I used to be, in, in my past, before Christ, I used to be, um, I wanted to be what other people wanted me to be. Mm. So I wasn't me. And so, yes, be genuine. Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. You can do it. Um, what do you feel like are key portions of scripture for you that you've gone to as you um, share the gospel to others? Yes. Uh, I do not want to forget to mention prayer. Prayer mm-hmm. is the number one key. Pray daily, pray without ceasing, pray for the souls. And um, I ask the Lord to give me divine encounters. They can come to your home, the mailman, whoever. None of them can escape. But you might not be like I am. It's okay. God will use you a different way. But one of the scriptures that I've been using that the Lord prompted me quickly uh, uh, as I approach people is Revelation 3.20, where it says, uh, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever hears my voice and open the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. And then I elaborate on that and share what I God had done in me. So I just tell him it's just an invitation. An invitation after I we probably have already had some kind of interaction. And sometimes I just go straight to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's me must be a I don't know, my my way of, of doing things, but you know, God's gonna use what you have. He already placed in you the way that you are. You might be very sweet and gentle and um, peaceful. I'm not. I can be peaceful <laughs> when it's needed, 
And I can be gentle, of course, because God is like that. Mm. He never pushes us to anything. Mm-hmm. He's not forceful. You know, he will never go against her. Uh, um, he will not tamper with our will. He's such yeah. a gentle. But I can be very firm, too, and you can do this. And when I'm going to encourage somebody, I just turn somebody else. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you can do this. Come on, we can do this together. You can. Yes, you can. Oh, no, I can. Yes, you can. You know, just like uh, helping uh, women when they are delivering babies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they said, I can't when they're going through the pain. I don't know why I brought this, but I'm a, a medical interpreter, and we are nothing but transmitter. Mm. So I'm going tra- to transmit, I guess, if that's a word, mm-hmm. to the people what I have, you know. And there are times when women cannot. They mm. cannot even think. Uh, they don't know how to, they forgot to push, they forgot to do all that kind of stuff, and they're just so scared, and they just want to, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So here you are, the coach. So sometimes we, come, we become coach to the person who yeah. is going through a difficult time, and they want to go away from God, blaming God when God is calling on them. So that's where my heart is. My heart is desperately looking for people who need the gospel, who needs the love of Christ, not a religion. Not doctrine of men, but just the pure word of God. The word of God is powerful. If you don't have anything to say, give them the word of God. That's all we need. That's the gospel. Um, As we kind of wrap up, is there any last um, words of encouragement that you would have to share with our listeners? Yes. I love women. (laughs) I'm a woman, (laughs) and I think I can understand a lot of the fears and the and the difficulties that we go through in many different levels. But God loves you. I know He loves me. He has been a father to me. He's been a mother to me. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise the little opportunities, even if it's just a smile, even if it's just a word. You already done your part. Don't expect always to harvest. I wanted to plant the seed, I wanted to water, and I wanted to harvest at the beginning. And now I know that I don't need that. There were going to be people that are going to come to you when they are ready for the harvest. Just take them. It's, it's, it's going to be easy. Just let the Lord do it. He said, don't be afraid. Open your mouth and I will feel it. So just open your mouth. All right. Well, thank you, Floor, for being with us today. It was so fun to reconnect with you. Same over here. I'm so uh, glad that I have the... I'm honored to be here. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Um, I've just been encouraged by your own uh, testimony and the own, your own words that you have shared with me as well. Thank you again, and um, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs>